Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Glove Podcast. I am your host, Gabrielle Love, and we have an exciting guest with us today. His name is Marco, and it's Marco Love. And since I'm Gabrielle Love, I don't know, maybe we're uh, siblings and we don't even know it. Um, but this is going to be <laughs> this is going to be a fun conversation. Um, welcome to the podcast, Marco. Feel free to take a moment to introduce yourself. And yes, tell me if we're siblings or not. Well, thank you. Hello, everyone. Uh, I am Marco, Marco Love. Um, we are, I've been looking into our family tree. I think we have the same aunt. Um, it's Courtney. Is she your aunt as well? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, no, we are all connected through love. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Marco, Marco Love. I live in Toronto. I've been born and raised here and um, I've been blessed to travel around and have a um wonderful adopted family uh too so you never know you could be through that side um a spiritually adopted family who uh, has brought me into this beautiful medicine world and um and uh yeah i'd love to share parts of my journey yeah i'm excited thank you for uh you know showing up and and for being willing to share your journey um so well first of all born and raised in toronto that's awesome um, where, what, like, which part of Toronto were you raised in? So I, I moved around a bit. I was in um, North York first. Whoops, my cat's running around. Um, I was in North York, and then I moved to um, uh, uh, Don Mills area, and then I was at uh, Midtown, Bathurst and St. Clair for many years, and then Cabbage Town, and now I'm in Leslieville. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, I was super lucky, though. Um, uh, my mother, uh, uh, my birth mom was a, a flight attendant. Yeah. Yeah. And so was my uh, spiritually adopted mom. So I got to travel the world. Um, nice. Yeah. Nice. So I got to see lots of places. But yeah, Toronto's always been home. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Do you ever plan to move and live anywhere else? Absolutely. <laughs> 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 I'm just waiting for the call and the right place and the right time. Right on, right on. Sounds mm -hmm. awesome. I lived in Germany for a bit before over a summer with a friend when I was young and it was wonderful. And in Ottawa for a little bit as well. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's lovely. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, Marco Love, let's start with, uh, let's take us to the very beginning. Um, you know, your very first introduction. Okay, um, so uh, <laughs> I started early, um, not w knowingly. Um, I was um, about five years old, and I had a headache, and um, I went into, um, I was at uh, my grandparents' house, and uh, my uncle was uh, not living there. They, they had a friend staying there, and they put me in his room, and my headache hurt really bad, and I remember really wanting chocolate and oh. I searched the whole room and under the mattress I found a piece of chocolate <laughs> and I ate the chocolate and um, I was on the bed and it turned into a roller coaster and there was this African mask that um, that was on the wall and it jumped out at me and went boom 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 and I started laughing hysterically my headache was gone and I slept really well um, so that was my first introduction <laughs> to Santa Maria uh, marijuana. Oh my uh, I, God. I call it Santa Maria. Yeah. You were five years old. Get out of here. That is wild. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so it was, uh, uh, yeah, I don't believe in accidents. Um, so, so that was kind of my introduction. Um, it was a, a beautiful thing. And uh, yeah, um, I started out, um, after that, I, I had a rough childhood. Um, after that, some life stuff happened. And mm -hmm. um, by eight years old, I had probably started being curious with alcohol and drinking. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, I was drinking until about, you know, um, 14. Then I started, I went on a journey with, um, I, I call it drugs because some of them were medicines. I, I was having mushrooms and, and um, psychedelics, LSD and MDMA and, and everything. I was in the rave scene in Toronto. Yeah. Um, uh, this is the nineties. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I kind of abused these things because I had, um, pieces missing within myself. Mm -hmm. So I tried to fill them, but there was exposure to medicine and spirituality. At that time I found yoga, I found Buddhism, I found, um, Wicca. I studied Wicca for many, many years, uh, uh and practiced like a Buddhist. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, uh, and that's so, so I always had my foot grounded in some spirituality. Um, even growing up when the stuff was happening, I, I was, um, uh, I, I was Catholic. So I had a really great connection to, to uh, a higher power mm. that I call yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. so, so, um, that, that went on until I was about 21 and, and things got really bad. And I actually went into rehab. Mm -hmm. Um, I joined AA at that mm -hmm. time and um, was there for many years uh, quite successfully. Um, so what was also happening at home was um, at that time, 13, 14, I wasn't getting along. I went to rehab at about 21, but at 13, 14, um, I uh, wasn't getting along with my mother and this, uh, her best friend kind of moved in uh, into my life, this beautiful woman from uh, Trinidad, it's her birthday today. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, she became my main nurturer. And I call her mother and she calls me son. And um, it was, it's a beautiful connection. And, and my, my, my birth mother also accepted that relationship. She saw it um, with blessings too. Mm -hmm. So um, I had this second family from Trinidad mm -hmm. and her husband was a German man mm -hmm. and she lived in, in Florida. So I would live with my birth mom and travel there to Florida with her. And through that family, um, I had an uncle um, from, from Colombia. Mm -hmm. And uh, he is actually a shaman, and then that's how I met you through him. Wow! Um, so, um, uh, he, and I was—I can't remember. It was about maybe 15 years ago. I was in AA, uh, struggling with mental health stuff, as the doctors were calling it, mental health stuff, <laughs> and medications, and then that whole Westernized world, and 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 I totally bought into it, um, and therapy and stuff like that, and making small progress. Um, in my life towards my goals. Um, uh, but I was having a hard time and I was in Florida and, and my uncle was down there. Um, he had moved there and he uh, was training to uh, be a shaman and he, I was offered medicine, um, ayahuasca specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, I, and AA is an abstinence-based uh, program. So I, I remember looking at up, looking at on the, on, you know, the internet and, and reading about it and, I was like, this is the most perfect thing ever. There is no way I'm going to take it because I'm going to be so addicted. I'm not going to be able to live without it. Yeah. Uh, so that, and then I just said, I said, no, 
I had blessings of everyone in my family were like, they all trusted my uncle with their, their, their life, you know? Mm -hmm. So I had all the blessings going forward, but I said no. And, um, I continued my journey, uh, with, with, um, Alcoholics Anonymous and, and, um, I did my best to stay sober. Um, but it was, you know, there, there was a, a sense of being in a cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the program is beautiful. My, my life was saved, but the, 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 um, I'm so thankful to that. It really does save lives. But my personal spiritual growth um, was was being limited. Not that the the um, program doesn't have uh, lots of room for huge spiritual growth. Um, just some of the concepts weren't really aligned with me. Mm-hmm. Um, lo and behold, I developed a pain condition, mm-hmm. and through the pain condition, I um, I uh, also had mental health stuff come up. And I was trying medications and, and the pain after four or five years and three years of just trying and said, so altogether eight years of um, struggling with medications, um, I, I took opiate, an opiate and I, mm-hmm. I relapsed really hard, mm-hmm. really, really badly. Um, I was on like, you know, 13 pills a day, mm-hmm. doctors, you know, just completely believing the, the um, allopathic method and following that whole um thing and trying my best just to not feel not feel I was going to say mm-hmm. not feel pain but the truth is I was just trying to not feel mm-hmm. so um I eventually uh, so so it got really really bad and I remember seeing my uncle at a, a funeral and um uh I saw him and I was telling him he's like how are you and it was him his wife and his two kids and I remember seeing him and uh he said, how are you doing? I said, I'm not doing great. I'm on these medications. They're not helping. I'm struggling with my mental health. I was just honest. Mm-hmm. And it looked like I looked into all four of their eyes and it looked like I broke each and every one of their, their hearts. Oh, man. <laughs> like, the, the look on, I was like, oh, what? And they, then he said, like, but we help people like that. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. Those ceremonies that you do, right. You know, because I know him on a different way yeah yeah (laughs) that was his work i guess you know um and then i said oh yeah and and then then i looked at his necklace and he was wearing um a piece of of the 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 vine Uh i said what is that this is ayahuasca and it's like at that moment it my it went into my third eye and i actually had visions Uh and i said this is for you and um, I said I wanted to work with that. So I started to uh, try to go off um, my medications slowly. Mm-hmm. And um, that didn't befit me. So I threw them all down the drain and <laughs> had a rough time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I do not recommend that to anyone. I was in severe medical crises. Yeah. Um, however, um, I came out of it in, in, in some, some, some trauma. Um, I had some trauma, traumatic things happen. And... Um, I uh, eventually asked my uncle if I could join him for a ceremony. Um, mm-hmm. At first, I begged with sheer desperation. Yeah. And he knowingly and kindly would not give me medicine out of desperation. Mm. And I continued to work hard, you know, to calm myself down. I was in a very manic phase of my life. Uh, they had given me some sort of medications that I was allergic to, and it was caused three months of damage. Um, and eventually I kind of settled down to where he invited me to a ceremony and uh, that's where everything really changed. So that was really where I feel it was more of a, like a second introduction. That was about four years ago. Yeah. Wow. That is quite the story. Um, yeah, that, that was, that was a lot. Thank you. 
That was yeah. very, very cool. Um, so, so question logistically, the, the medications that you were on. So I know that, you know, certain medications, um, it's not recommended that you go and, and commune with plant medicine. Um, mm. what, what was the sort of time frame that you were working with? Is there a particular time frame that's recommended for, you know, being off the medication before you actually go and participate in an ayahuasca or a mushroom ceremony? Or is it sort of like if you're off for a week, like how, wh- how does this actually work logistically? So logistically, and um, th- there's, I'll give you two answers for that. The first is um, there, there's a medical one, which is more of just, you have to follow the half-life of the medicine. And you have to make sure you're you're within a period where it's safe to take it, and the 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 medication is out of your your system. So you just look up what the half life of the medication is, and after that, it should be a bit safer to gotcha. do it. And and so, but a lot of these medications actually wash out of your body quickly, um, quicker than you'd expect. Um, so, uh, but the other answer I would say is it's it's better to be in a more of a stable place. Mm-hmm. because these medicines can really throw you in, in balance. I've seen people go through some really hard stuff. So it was for me, the medication was long gone out of my system. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I was dealing with the, the psychological recommendation, the, the, the psychological um, consequences of what had happened, what I'd been through. Um, and that needed to settle too, before I was strong enough to go into a, a, a plant medicine ceremony. Gotcha. That being said, as a youth, I was on medication. I was medicated for 20 years, and mm-hmm. I was taking everything mm-hmm. uh, against guess, all orders yeah. and recommendations. I guess what I'm curious about, so so there's the half-life kind of part of the equation. You wait for the half-life, and, and then you, know, you should be fine. But there's also... Uh, the the need for consideration of the the sort of mental and emotional bandwidth or capacity that's present um, for the actual journey. So you got off, and correct me if I'm wrong, you got off of medication, you flushed it all down the drain, and then you mm-hmm. obviously went into this period of now it's a shit show because mm-hmm. my body's not used <laughs> to this. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and you processed all of that, and then at some point... Um, you were you were okay enough uh, to actually you know go on a journey, which for mm-hmm. me is just such a curious thing because the mm-hmm. it it like for me what that does is it confirms that you didn't need the medication in the first place uh, because well, you were able well I mean you were yeah. able to <laughs> you were able to get yourself to a place where you were then ready to take on. Uh, a different kind of journey or a different kind of medicine. Um, but I, I guess, I guess I'm just curious what your thoughts are around that because it, it like, to me, it sounds like you went from being heavily dependent on, you know, certain medication to not as not nearly as dependent and, and somewhat feeling confident enough to to move into a new journey whereas before then you you wouldn't have felt that way um and and i guess i'm just curious like what what would have been different about that that period well so um there were a few things uh but first i want to say just anyone going to a journey that uh, it it has to be cleared by your doctor and your um your your shaman i shouldn't say your but i did i made sure 
the shaman I went to was okay and knew where I, exactly mm-hmm. where I was at and, and my medical doctor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did follow that um, protocol. Um, I was very honest and upfront with them. So how I got there during my relapse, I was taking things like LSD and I had grown spiritually as well. So these things were opening my mind to this, this new kind of realm, preparing me, getting me ready to this point where um, I could get let go of those crutches or become willing to. Um, mm-hmm. After I drank ayahuasca for the first time, uh, I continued to work with it very regularly, but I didn't have an anxiety attack for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something I struggled with every day of my life for decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, it was a pretty magical medicine. Um, and it showed me that that whole time I was holding myself back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, these medicines were very helpful in very short terms, but I was oh, I was on them for way too long. The, mm-hmm. the, the books, the, the literature is very specific about the timelines and I stayed on them too long. You know, I got into, oh, well, I don't, you know, I, I, the answers were all inside and I was looking for things outside to fix me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, hmm. Hmm. So, so that first journey was pretty incredible. Um, yeah, it, I was. It, it, yeah, I knew you were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to your podcast before. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, actually, I was going to ask you about your seventh journey. So, my seventh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have it written down right now. Yeah, I I thought so. You're prepared. (laughs) Um, No. So that first journey was was pretty magical. Um, Um. the the first thing I felt was um, because I had a lot of physical pain. I still struggle with chronic pain. Um, but I, I remember the first little bit was a, a journey with kind of releasing that and kind of relaxing my body after the first serving and definitely feeling some sort of connection. Uh, but my intention for that first one uh, was to really detox because I had, you know, been, I uh, had a lifetime of, 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 of uh, these, uh, prescription medications in me so i wanted to detox it that was our goal so i was detoxing that was the intention of the journey and um but i actually ended up getting a lot more so the first one i just kind of purged a bunch of pain and had some great talks with my uncle and my aunt was doing so much energy work on me i had also met the most wonderful people there um just before the ceremony even started to to say some some are still uh close friends um family actually um, so, uh, uh, I, um, after that first one, then I really started getting messages. The, the medicine I started having, um, uh, the first thing it said to me was, um, you are a shaman. Mm. And that was a, um, a message I did not receive well. <laughs> I did at the time, but I, you know, and, and um, I, um, it was really interesting to me um, that it said that and the rest of the night was, so that was the first thing. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? And I kind of put that down and then it took me through my entire life in a very short amount of time. Um, I saw every situation in my life that I had viewed as traumatic and painful and it kind of switched the lens and it said, this is where I was watching you, the spiritual support of ayahuasca. She said, Mm -hmm. I was always there. 
and she showed me this love, this, this massive love that changed my whole outlook on the experience of my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just beautiful and, and so healing. And I, I carry that with me still today that, that we are always being watched and protected, you know, even in our most hard times. That's especially when God is closest and these plants and these spirits. So um, that was, and then the rest of the night was just, it was, it was fun. I, you know, I, <laughs> I, 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 I had beautiful visions of flying and coming back to myself um, as a child and being reborn. I felt mm-hmm. like I was reconnected with that child that before life had happened, mm-hmm. that happiness and innocence um, kind of came back and was reborn within myself. Um, and that's what I've been building. Uh, at the same time, it was a tough time because I was coming down off of mania. And I don't, as I noticed, as you kind of, your spirituality in this beautiful plant medicine world opens up and you, I began to learn so much more. I also noticed that my ego was unfolding at the exact same rate. <laughs> um, it was, you know, it, so it was this constant, like, wow, you know, it was this constant balance and then this in and out of, you know, what, being wild in ceremony and wanting to sing and, and you know, and, 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 and have the center on me and and, mm-hmm. and, and, and understanding what unity healing is and, and coming down, like the, the, the medicine really carried me down back onto this ground where I realized I, I'm, I'm a brother and sister of all my human fellows and I'm so happy to be there. I don't ever want to be better than them. I'm not because we we're all better at something. And, you know, so it brought me down to this kind of peaceful state where I was able to uh, kind of connect with um, my brothers and sisters more. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. battling this thing of, 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 of learning uh, of these, mm-hmm. these, these, these gorgeous messages that these, these medicines teach us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you find, so let's just backtrack for a second. Your Mm. first journey was what now, four years ago? Approximately. Yeah. Okay. And so since then, was it, did you sort of like go through a period of time of, you know, going and attending ceremonies and working with ayahuasca, for example, and then, you know, the rest of the time you were processing or integrating, or have you been working with ayahuasca since you know that very first journey um while also you know in your day-to-day life kind of integrating these messages and the the teachings that you're receiving in into your actual life because i guess really what i'm trying to get at uh, is when you when you say when you mention something like i'm struggling with mania or anxiety um you know, do you find that the the changes that you were hoping to achieve that they happen rather quickly at following ayahuasca ceremonies, or are those things things that happened, you know, throughout you know the, the last four years, and and you know it's been a process and a journey of in, really integrating and embodying those lessons over time. Hmm. Um. The, the mania, that mania portion was chemically induced. So it was only like a three month sort of thing, uh, but it did kind of, that, that was a process. I didn't drink the medicine and it was gone. It was a process of me coming back down. Um, but the anxiety as well, um, it's, it's um, I, I have been working 
some things happen instantly and some things are very, very slow, beautiful, mm. pro natural progression. Um, I work with the medicine very regularly though. Uh, I don't take long breaks. Mm -hmm. um, I am integrating, but I also integrate with other medicines. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and I work with medicines now too. I provide ceremonies. Um, so um, it's um, been a journey, uh, but, but I haven't had like a very long period without medicines since I've started about, I think four and a half years ago or just, just over four years ago. Um, yeah. Probably every two weeks, maybe a month here or there that I haven't had. Mm. I've that's, been to Colombia twice. <laughs> that's awesome. So, so question, because you know, I've I've met a number of people like yourself who mm. um, have been working with, you know, for example, ayahuasca for years, and on, on on a very consistent, like, you know, just a pretty consistent cadence. Um, which for me, I like, I can't even imagine that. Um, although I think it's it's great. Um, have, have the journeys changed over time for you or are they pretty much similar to what they were like in the beginning? Like, have yeah, have they changed and if so, how? So every time is different, always. Um, every single time is different. I get a, a new different message, but I've also joined um, the Church Santo Daimi. Mm -hmm. So um, those ceremonies are, are very specific. You sing um, specific hymns and um, it's a specific calendar. It's uh, every um, uh, 15th and 30th, you, you drink. And on the first Monday of the month, there's a mass and there's also festivals. So that's their schedule. And, and, and as a member, I should go to every single one. <laughs> and that's what um, these many thousands of people all over the world do. Um, mm -hmm. So, so that's, um, and are those, those, um, because we are singing the same, same hymns, but, but everything's always changing in our mind and our consciousness, what we're working on and what we're bringing forth, right? It, it's always opening up to more. So it depends what intention I bring. Mm. Just because I go every, very regularly doesn't mean I don't have an intention. I don't have a purpose, you yeah. know, with, within the church, it is to worship, you know, it, it is, it is a place to, um, a devotional thing. Mm -hmm. um, but during those works, there are um, periods of meditation where you do have your ayahuasca experience mm -hmm. and you have these messages and these visions and, 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 you know, it's, it's so, um, yes, it's, it's often very different. There are different themes, you know, some nights it's just physical mm -hmm. and it's very rough physically, especially with the Colombian tradition, the, the yahe, um, uh, and I know those don't happen very often, but when that happens and I have a rough night, Physically, the next two weeks, I'm floating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I'm almost like, oh, this is happening. But I'm like, I know what's coming. <laughs> and then I have other nights that are very visionary. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I, I, like, I, 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 when I say visionary, I mean, like, I, I see movies in my head of, of scenes and situations that either teach me things. And they're very metaphorical. Um, um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, and, and I, I extrapolate meaning from them um, and build that into my life to move forward. Mm -hmm. I've uh, so I just want to backtrack a bit uh, and talk about this some more. I've been to a Santo Daime church. Um, I, I participated once. Um, I I personally didn't know what I had gotten myself into at the time. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't really know anything about it other than kind of like what I was told by the person who, you know, invited me. Um, mm -hmm. And so it was very much like 
I, I felt like a, a stranger in a strange land. I, I, you know, I was uncomfortable with the, the kind of like division in the room of, of the, mm -hmm. the male and the female, um, mm -hmm. you know, having to have to wear a mm -hmm. skirt also made me mm -hmm. uncomfortable. And, and there were mm -hmm. just, there were various factors that for me, you know, added mm -hmm. to my discomfort. And, and that was specifically mm -hmm. because as, as a queer person or someone who identifies mm -hmm. as queer spaces mm -hmm. in which there are these like rigid, um, uh, kind of like definitions or, or I don't know, just, just these rigid, um, ways in which things are configured for men and women um, mm -hmm. make me feel uncomfortable. I feel unsafe in spaces like that as a queer person. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was uncomfortable off, like off the get go, but I was still open to kind of like participating and I did. Um, and, you know, I didn't have any visuals that night. And, and I do remember vividly having this moment where um, Ayahuasca asked, uh, me if I wanted mm. to have an experience and I said no um, mm. and that's because you know I I, I didn't mm. feel safe enough um, mm. and and of course she said okay cool <laughs> and that was uh -huh. it and then I kind of just uh -huh. moved on from there um, but mm. I am curious since you are a member of this church um, mm. and again I don't know anything about it other than you know there are hymns that were being sung and, and they were in Portuguese, I believe. And, and so I, I didn't know what we were saying either. Um, mm. But I, yeah, tell me, tell me more about this, this church, at least, you know, from your perspective. Sure. Um, so it's interesting. Um, I'm also queer. Uh, and I, 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 it kind of has to do with more my story of how I entered, um, the, the, the tradition I entered was very free and very open uh, to express mm -hmm. the ceremonies. Um, you were that I met, that's where I met you. So, so it was very like, the, 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 there's not many rules. Right. Yeah. And um, which was a great way to express and be free and find my voice. Um, but uh, my life and, 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 and through those ceremonies, I learned so much about everything and, and how to change and transform. But I, I was, I was craving some discipline. And um, it was actually my friend did my chart and she showed me exactly why <laughs> my astrological chart. So this is in your field right now. And so um, I, I found that there was, uh, I really liked being able to follow um, these rules because of my whole life I'd been so rebellious and I wanted to really learn. Um, I wanted to learn everything I could about this medicine because I wanted to honor that um, first message that I got. Mm -hmm. of wanting to be a shaman. I rebelled against that. I wanted to be a musician. Like, <laughs> that's what I wanted. And it's like, you know, those people who like drink ayahuasca and all of a sudden they're a drum player or an yeah. incredible guitarist. That was my dream. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to sing. I'm going to be like <laughs> this. This is how I'm going to express. And this, I'm going to be a musician. And, and they're like, you're a shaman. I'm like, no. And, and, and I, I don't <laughs> like that term because there's a lot of ego of, you know, like mm -hmm. I don't even call myself that at all. I try to work in the healing community. I would never call myself a shaman, um, especially at this point where I'm still very much studying and I am providing healing ceremonies with Cambo and Bufo, but I don't, you know, um, call myself a shaman. Um, but I try to work in honor uh, towards those goals. And, 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 and this was a really good way of learning about it. I had a very dear friend of 20 years who was a member. Mm -hmm. And she was, um, I was talking with her as I was breaking down. She saw the whole procedure, you know, me falling apart, the medication, 
coming and, and then she always encouraged me to go, but it's a Christian organization and I had a lot of problems with God. Mm. I was raised Catholic and I was told very much in school that, you know, my thoughts were sins and, or, you know, being gay was a sin and I took it as my thoughts were sinful and I would say mm -hmm. the rosary three times a night to repent. Um, so I had been in ayahuasca ceremonies and every single, you know, deity that I had studied and learned about had come to me mm -hmm. in these ceremonies and it's gorgeous healing, but one hadn't and it was Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it was like, why? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, that was always in the back of my mind and, but I still wasn't ready to go. I interviewed, I, I was able to go, but I just didn't feel the call. Um, until my friend called me one day and she said, Marco, that like, I didn't realize that, um, that the church has three different traditions. Um, really there's a lot more. It's, it's an open, um, the, the, the saying is that the, the center is open, which means you can bring beings of light, deities of light to worship in, in, in your hymns, but it's basically founded from Christianity. Mm -hmm. And this other religion, Umbanda, mm -hmm. which is um, an African from African, uh, Afro-Brazilian uh, tradition that was brought over by the slaves and um, synchronized with Christianity in that they um, would, on certain saints' days, they would pray to their ancient god and mm -hmm. infuse the um, spirits so that they actually became synchronistic. And it's in a, in a positive way. There wasn't a, re a rebellious thing. It was kind of harmonious. Mm -hmm. So that, that they complement each other rather than, you know, well, we're actually doing this, we're, we're, we're this, not mm -hmm. that guy, you know, they actually yeah. uh, merge together. Um, and uh, also a mediumship tradition uh, from France. Mm -hmm. um, so those are the three traditions. And I was really drawn to the African one. And so, so my friend said, there's a special African thing where you can, you know, we, we were going to sing some hymns like regular, but then we're going to move the chairs and we're going to stand in a circle and they're going to sing these African um, hymns and, and, and with drums, and then you can kind of free dance in the middle. I'm like, so I get to dance to like amazing drumming and music and just free dance. I'm like, I'm absolutely in. <laughs> and, I went and it was just amazing. I danced, it was beautiful. And in my first ceremony, you know, I, Jesus did come to me mm -hmm. and I did have a, an encounter and I started to forgive all those parts of my past. Mm -hmm. um, there um, now within going back to your um, with, within the, the, the division, um, of the room. I, I have a, I know trans members who have been on the other side. I, I it's a balance of energy um, because we all have masculine and feminine. Um, I, I don't really have a good answer for you at this time. I, all I can say is that good for you for making sure you feel safe and, 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 and protecting yourself and your safety. You always have to do that. I think Santa Daimi is a very safe place and, and has open um, places for discussion with that, um, but it's, it's, it's their rules, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and um, it's, it's how they do things because, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, I, I really, I, I don't have a good answer. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't looking for mm. an answer. Thank you for sharing mm -hmm. all of that. I, I was, mm. I was really just looking for just uh, for you to just share a bit more about, I guess, your mm. experience there, which mm -hmm. you did. Um, mm -hmm. That's definitely very interesting. I, I knew about the two religions that you mentioned. I didn't know about the mediumship from France. I, yeah. I don't know. Spiritism. <laughs> Spiritism. Cool. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so um, it, it came in from France and um, there were some um, very powerful mediums in um in um brazil that were very popular and um um uh, that became part of the uh, ceremony as well cool so the the readings that are done there are from um alan kardec uh, and spiritism 
Cool, cool. So, yeah. so you do experience visuals when you're in, in a Santo Daime um, service or ceremony. During, yes, during the um, concentration period with your eyes gotcha. closed. You know, gotcha. when I experience visions, when I'm singing and I'm holding my hymn book, I better run to the healing area because something's probably coming out soon. <laughs> Ah, ah, ah. that's funny that's so funny there's a yeah. healing area what's the healing area so there's um so you don't have to sit and sing the whole time especially visitors um, uh, um visitors are if they, if they if they're going through a process they need a time to process there's a, an area just off to the side where you can lay down on a yoga mat there's blankets and there's uh, a yeah. guardian which is which is a, a member um who kind of protects the space Mm -hmm. make sure everyone's safe and, and is, is, is uh, cared for and they can go through their process. Um, but it's at the table and, and where you're sitting and singing that the healing is really the strongest and happening. Gotcha. Because yeah. the portals are opening and you're calling things through those hymns, uh, these beautiful things of light. And it's a doctrine. It's a, it's a big study, a huge study. It's a wonderful, holy study that can really, it has changed my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I do remember an area I didn't know it was called the healing area. Um, mm -hmm. But it's interesting that, you know, there was no purging in the Santo mm -hmm. Daime Church, which I find very peculiar considering, mm -hmm. you know, purging has been pretty much a part of every other ceremony mm -hmm. I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's what are your thoughts on that? Because that's not what you're doing. Mm. That's not what you're doing. Uh, uh, you're opening portals. You're calling in beings of light and healing. And 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 there's some ones that are actually they're called kuras. They're they're um, curing works. Where where that those ones there there'll be a lot more purging. And that's where um, you can incorporate mediumship too. People will go in the healing area and you'll see them incorporate spirits. Mm -hmm. um, so those are a bit more intense. But but the, the concentrations is because it's it's you know you're you're focused singing. It's also the type of medicine that they use too. Some some churches here have uh, uh, beautiful stuff from Hawaii, and um, that is, I find, less purgative than other blends mm. from other regions in the Amazon. Yeah, cool. Mm. But cool. but you're you're kind of pushing the energy in a way and creating a current where you know that that healing is tr that 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 sort of sickness and stuff is all being transmuted mm -hmm. uh, in real time. Beautiful. So what mm. what what are all the the plants that you work with now? um a lot <laughs> <laughs> a lot yeah um I, I don't work regularly with san pedro or mushrooms yeah um i also don't take any um things that don't grow from the earth i don't use lsd or mdma or anything that's created in a laboratory yeah um and not as a uh, just this is just through my communication with um uh ayahuasca that's what i was told and guided to do um but um, I do totally slip, I see the healing and I've experienced massive amounts of healing from those uh, as well. Uh, so um, I work with Cambo. I'm a Cambo pra practitioner. I did a course, um, I'm certified. And um, I, I did a, my primary initiation with Bufo. Cool. Um, so those are things I, I work with. I also um Ahape and Sunanga as well. Cool. Um, yeah. I've, Very um, cool. Mm -hmm, but I work personally with Santa Maria as well. Which mm -hmm. is marijuana, I, the spirit. Um, in in the the church, there is a tradition where you it's synchronized with, with um, uh, the Holy Mary, uh, Santa Maria, Mary, Mother Mary, and uh, it's um, there's a special hymn book for it, and uh, it's a huge study in its own right. 
Yeah. Yeah, I believe you. I, I definitely believe you. I, I read uh, a book a couple months ago, and I think, it, I don't remember what it was called, but it was about uh, these plants. Um, in, in this book, it was a fiction novel. Mm-hmm. Um, there there were 12 or 13 plants that were the key to um, everything, basically. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. one of them one of them was uh, a, a variety of um Santa Maria, but it, it wasn't, mm. there was a very specific name, <laughs> but I, I don't remember uh, the name, but it was definitely very cool. Um, mm. Question question for tobacco you. Tobacco as well. I can't forget Father Tobacco. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like yeah. I like tobacco. Yeah. I, I do yeah. like tobacco. <laughs> yeah, Ambiel yeah, is another beautiful medicine in Mambe. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's tons. Um, mm-hmm. So, so now you know it's years later. You now work with mm-hmm. uh, different kinds of medicines, and it it sounds mm-hmm. like it's become a part of your life. Um, mm-hmm. Why do you continue to work with these medicines? Like, what is for you driving um, these relationships? Um, I'm learning to heal myself and other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and yeah, and and bringing well, I don't want to sound cheesy, but love to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe we're in this big evolution of love. We're all moving towards this place of love. Um, everyone talks about it. Everyone talks about it. You know, the people, the villains, the heroes—they're all talking about it. You know, the people on the news. I don't want to like Trump. You know, he he'll talk about love relationships. Um, Gandhi would talk about love relations. Like everyone talks about it. <laughs> everyone talks about love, and I think it's beyond just an emotion. It's 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 something we're moving towards. So so any way that I can kind of incorporate that, and um, um, it's it's now it's also a sense of duty working with the medicine uh, as a member of the church. Uh, it's like being in a battalion, a spiritual battalion, an army. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, we're, and we're using love as a curing force, and 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 it's a lot of the hymns are talking about that, um, the, this this thing that we are in and that we are doing in the spiritual astral and here on the earth, um, learning the lessons to make, our to be better people to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So, so okay, so just to touch on that, so is the purpose of the kind of ceremonies in the Santo Daime Church to um, hold space together for? For love or, or for you no, whatever. not love specifically to to worship to worship open portals to worship and 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 have uh, to, uh, to do devotional work to God. Gotcha. Cool. And cool. through that spirits, the mediumship, these spirits, suffering spirits, do come through these mm-hmm. portals, and they're being healed and transmuted by the precision of the hymns and singing them in precise ways. Uh, spiritual doctors come do surgeries on yourselves and and heal. Um, uh, things all around. That's why they also have healing ser- areas. And it's, you know, in that place, you're your own shaman and you're everyone else's shaman in the room mm-hmm. and the spirits as well. They're all guiding you and in, in, in you're healing them just through the power of singing these, these, these hymns, uh, which were, uh, they're not written by pe- people. They're, they're received. Mm-hmm. Um, they're received. So um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. quite a, a beautiful thing. Yeah. It sounds like it. It sounds beautiful. Um, tell me that this has been a, a, a wonderful conversation. I'm wondering if there are things that you maybe want to talk about. I yeah, it, it's you know, this journey has been interesting. It's 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 been slower than I expected. You know, I wanted to work with these medicines right away, and um, I really learned how to just listen. Mm. Um, 
uh, I love to talk and not listen and just do. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, it's really interesting and in wanting to work with these medicines in my life. Um, you don't have a choice. Like if you say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to work with this and I'm going to be in ayahuasca. Well, well, good luck. Things are going to happen. <laughs> and you're going to, you know, I believe these plants will protect. Um, so I just kind of sat and waited and that these opportunities came on my path. And then I, I, when I saw them, finally, I jumped. But um, I think the most thing is it is about integration mm -hmm. that I want to talk about because of my method. It's very different than my friends. Mm hmm. You know, yeah. um, my, I, I, my friends take months off at a time and mm -hmm. really process these messages. And I've never done that. Yeah. Um, I have maybe one or two months here and there and I've done complete cleanses and had nothing in my system, but you know, fruits and vegetables often, um, and nuts, but, um, you know, it's, it's, um, medicines can help you integrate, um, following i i just i find um a lot of the community in the ayahuasca world um sees uh one one tradition as as law especially mm -hmm. with things like dieta you know but yeah. there's so many different traditions and i and i follow different ones and i'm doing different things and there's many different ways to work with medicines um so i wanted to touch on that because i i listened to a lot of your i saw a common theme in some of them that that these this big integration thing. And I wanted to kind of give a chance to explain how I just did that. I'm following a different tradition. Absolutely. So um, let's hear yeah. it, Marco. What, how are, how do you go about integrating? The, the, you change. Or, yeah, go on. Yeah. So, so for instance, uh, um, I got messages, um, you know, clean up your diet, clean up your diet, clean up your diet. And, you know, it got to the point where I was, you know, had such horrible heartburn that if I would walk by a, um, a, um, um, tomato in, in the grocery store, my, my stomach would hurt <laughs> just seeing it, walking by it. And, um, this is after me just not accepting these messages, but I continued mm -hmm. to work with the medicine and all these, uh, beautiful opportunities of healing opened up on my path, connections with healers in the community, that really helps me herbologist my friend um husband of the gym who did wonderful work with me and helped me so much um and um and then i continued to work with medicines this whole time and this they gave me this push towards it but eventually especially with cambo my work with cambo i started to enjoy everything mm -hmm. you know and i think if i had stopped and you know white knuckled it like I had done for 13 years in sobriety, mm -hmm. you know, just did it. And I know I can do it. You know, I know I can do it. You know, I know I cannot eat sugar for 13 years if I wanted to, but I wouldn't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And now with my work, it's with, and again, especially with combo, it's become to a place that I really enjoy these things and it happened naturally. And I don't think if I had those spaces that I would be able to incorporate these life lessons that have been changing slowly over time. It's also, you know, been a way, you know, for someone who has been medicated and, and for, for 19 years, um, it, it's a way to keep, you know, um, me on the right path, the right goals. Um, I'm constantly checking in and learning things. Um, I just have to really look at my trajectory. 
my trajectory of someone who had needles in their arm, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and it was like close to a heart attack and I, I died three times, you know, 13 pills a day. And it's been four years. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it and I don't want to, you know, like I, I, I feel that this, it's working. Whatever I'm doing is really, really working. And, and I'm loving life now and I'm start and I love myself. I love mm-hmm. myself. That's the weirdest thing. I never thought I could say that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You know, when we're traumatized, we really internalize that and, or I really internalized it and blamed myself so hard for so long, so long. Mm-hmm. And this path keeps opening up in the most beautiful, incredible ways. And I meet the most beautiful, incredible people. And I witness the most beautiful, incredible healings constantly. And I think that I, I you know, if I took two months off, <laughs> three months off, a year off, I wouldn't get to witness. I wouldn't get to be a part of that healing. And I really want to have my life surrounded by healing and do it wherever I can possibly give it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Hey, I, I think uh, it's working. So why, why, you know, why change something if it's working? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, and and also, you know, it's your journey. Um, What Mm. applies to someone else, what applies to me doesn't necessarily Mm. apply to you. And, And I think it's, it's important to remember that and to emphasize that yes, there are certainly, many many things i think probably a lot of things apply to everyone and and would probably work for everyone and then there are areas in which things um you know become a little more complicated and and there's a need there for things that are tailored to each person tailored to you know the specific narrative that a person is maybe working with um the specific traumas the set of traumas you know the memories Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. the unique configuration of people Mm -hmm. in their lives and access to resources access to you know things that they need basic needs like food like there there are just so many layers of um differences between us all and mm-hmm. um for the most part we are all fairly similar um mm-hmm. I, I mean this is my opinion i think for the most part we are um but there the the ways in which you know we are navigating the world in a different way um can have a pretty significant impact on whether or not a certain method will actually work for one person or the next. And so, you know, Mm. good on you for, for knowing what's working for you, um, for, for trusting yourself in, 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 you know, your choice to kind of stand by um, what, what you think is best for you and, and for vocalizing that, not being afraid to vocalize it because that in itself is um, encouraging and, and inspiring for others who maybe, um, maybe in, in their own life, you know, think that they know what's best for them and don't necessarily feel uh, brave enough. You know, they haven't uh, mustered the courage to actually vocalize that to others. And, and um, it, that's a beautiful space to be. And for what it's worth, you know, that's, that's an indication 
of something working for you because you know you are you are pretty confidently speaking um what you feel is true to you and and you're doing so with conviction and uh you know it, it sounds like you you are living an inspired life and uh you know what what other way could you what other way makes sense to measure life you know like success in life or fulfillment other than you know is this person happy um is this person fulfilled? Are they satisfied? Are they inspired? Mind you, you could also measure life by other standards and, and that's, you know, up to mm. everyone mm. to decide. But mm. I, think, I think the way you're going about measuring whether or not what you are up to is best for you, um, it to me, it sounds like it's, it's, uh, it's the right way to measure. So good on you, good on you. <laughs> Thanks. We we are super similar. We really are. I always think like if 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 an alien came down uh, from very far away and then came walked around with, and saw a human and like a blade of grass, they'd be like, "Wow, which one's which?" <laughs> like, <laughs> so similar, yeah. you know. You're just so yeah. alike. I can't really tell the difference right now. But um, yeah. But we all have such different differences, you know. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. wonderful the, the 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 unity uh like the 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 oneness of it all and and yet the uh the mirrors mm -hmm. yeah that blast yeah, off it, in a million directions yeah yeah it's it's curious because i think even probably on a mental level that we're probably not that different i, I mean there are more mm -hmm. similarities there than differences like i imagine i imagine we're all walking around with the like very similar uh configurations like, like mental configurations or ways in which we kind of like process things or the ways in which patterns um, loop in our minds. And we think they're different because we're, we're experiencing them through the filter of our own experience and, and our own set of memories and yada, yada. But I think at the back of it, it's the exact same process. And, and so, yeah, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is if an alien, um, was dissecting our our minds and was able to you know look at at us um and and see our sort of consciousness as well mm. as just our physical body i, I like my bet is it's going to be the same thing they're they're gonna just go oh which one's which it seems like they're uh. all pretty much the same uh conscious being um or you know whatever set of consciousness um, or stream of consciousness, but I digress. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I like it. I actually had visions of it, like mapping with the stars in the universe, right? Yeah, nice, like, nice. Yeah, the body consciousness and all the stars all aligned. And like, oh yeah, you, you know, it's it's, it's one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, this has been a beautiful conversation, Marco. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, do you mm. have any final thoughts? Uh, I do not. I have a website coming, though, which yes. I'm excited about. I'll That's plug lovely. that. Um, medicinesoflove.com. Beautiful. Medicinesoflove.com. And will you, will there be a clip on this website where you will sing Medicines of Love? My new single? <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay. Yeah, with my All divinely right. inspired, like, drumming and guitar. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's going to be amazing, guys. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah. I'm picturing. Oh, man, it's so I'm bad. Like... I'll definitely play some for you, and you'll be like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> 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 Try. 
<laughs> oh, I doubt it. I'm sure it's great. I but I am serious though. I am expecting a play button and then to hear you sing. I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe one day. Oh, I mean, you know, how hard can it be? Just, you know, medicines of love. <laughs> That's what I'd prefer. <laughs> I I will start I will start a queer Santo Daime and then I'll invite you to that. How's that? Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <I'll do that. laughs> um, yeah. But hey, you never but, know. You know, my, my, going back to that, you know, there are like my, my friends and, and, and my mentors in the church will, will probably shame me for this and not explaining the, the reason properly uh, for the separation of the energies uh, beyond it just being tradition. Um, so so um, I have to apologize for that because I, I truly don't know the answer. And there is one. Um, I, I would, I would, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm I'm sure there is. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I'm I'm not. Uh, you know, the only I I recognize that the only reason it's bothersome for me is because of like the trauma that's you know wrapped up in, yeah. in those kinds <laughs> of restrictions. So I I recognize Absolutely. that I that's it. where it comes it. from. And like I get it, and I went there to cool. sit in that trauma to learn from it. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you know that's why yeah. I went, and and I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, as long as as long as uh, uh, transgendered folks are are welcome to sit uh, where they feel they belong, and and uh, mm -hmm. folks who are non-binary um, have the option to mm -hmm. uh, choose what makes sense for them as well, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. then all power to them, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm on the inside, and if that's not happening, I'm fighting for it. Nice, nice. All right. <laughs> See, I don't have to go because you're you're in there. You're doing the work for me, Marco. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll I'll fight some other battles. Sure, you're doing great ones. You really are. You're spreading so much information, and I thank you for it. It's it's wonderful. You know, and I always notice that you're always keeping safety and and and, and your listeners in mind, people who are new and wondering to wondering about this community. So I really thank you for spreading this word. I, I just think what you do is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, inspired, like we were talking about, thing that you're living in. Mm -hmm. And it shows, it beams from you. Uh, I remember meeting you and it, it, it's, you're, you're a shining light, you know, and, and I only saw that light grow massively. And, and I know you're in BC now, but I can see it still. Nice, nice. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Whew, I think I'm I'm gonna have to go settle my ego down a little. That was, <laughs> that was quite the ego. Uh, <laughs> well, enjoy it. You know, make your ego your friend. Let it buy you dinner. <laughs> that's that's what I'll do. I'll I'll try and make it make me dinner. That's yeah, what I'll do. Yeah, yeah. Activate ego. Mm -hmm. Beauty. Well, thank there you, you thank you, thank you, Marco. You're welcome to come back anytime. Um, Medicinesoflove.com, that's where everyone can find you. And I will- Eventually. Force, <laughs> yes, eventually. I will add that to the description. I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, you know, may you have beautiful journeys ahead. Beautiful, as you as well. And hopefully we'll cross paths very soon. And if not on this platform in real life. And that was another psychedelic session with Marco Love, brother from another mother, aka maybe we're related through that one aunt whose name I can't remember because, you know, I probably just don't know her. But Marco Love, it uh, was wonderful having him on today, sharing his story, sharing his experiences. I hope that was uh, of some benefit to some of you. Um, 
that was inspiring. And I hope that you learned some things about the Santo Daime Church. Um, I certainly did. And it definitely left me with food for thought. Um, probably won't be going to one anytime soon. Uh, however, you know, knowing Marco and uh, knowing, knowing, uh, you know, how sound his judgment is around safe spaces. I am sure that the, at least, you know, the the one that he frequents, the Santo Daime Church, that is, is a safe space. I, I, I imagine it probably is. So that's that. Thank you for tuning in. Um, this is the second to last episode, by the way, of this season, <laughs> of this season. This will be second to last episode. Next episode will be the final episode of the season. And I will probably come back um, sometime uh, in the winter of 2021. Either that or we'll, we will launch season two in 2022. We will see. But for now, thank you once again. I hope you have enjoyed this season so far. And as always, I am always open to feedback, criticism, support and of course uh recommendations you know for folks who you think would be a great fit to have a conversation with thank you thank you thank you lots of love from vancouver bc unceded territories and uh yeah we'll catch you next time on the final episode of the club podcast <laughs>